Blog Talk Radio. Podcast here on Blog Talk Radio, and always, like I say before, every and any show, make sure you check out the podcast on blogtalkradio.com backslash Total Sports Live, or you can check out the podcast on the TuneIn Radio app. All you got to do is go on your Apple or Android devices and download the TuneIn Radio app, search it on the Play Store and Apple Store, iTunes Store, whatever they want to call it these days. Do that and then just search the TSL podcast and right there you can give us a follow and it should be all gravy after that. We have another special edition of the podcast for you today if we're doing another NFL draft prospect series. If you've been hanging with us for the past few months or even last year or the year before that, we've been doing this very frequently as because we believe that guys that play in the smaller school ranks deserve to have their stories told after they have a great after after they have a great collegiate career, and to continue on with that with that motto and continue on with that motto, joining me on the podcast is none other than 2016 NFL draft prospect from Lindenwood University, defensive end Skyler Suggs, joining me here on the podcast. Skyler, I'm glad to have you on, and uh, thanks for joining us. Hey, yeah, I'm glad to be on. Definitely, and let's uh, get underway. As you know, this show, as you know, and probably other people know, this show is based here in Philadelphia, so a lot of people might not be familiar with your game or even your school, Lindenwood University. So uh, give the listeners a, a quick introduction about yourself and your uh, and your career at Lindenwood. All right. Um, Lindenwood University is located in uh, St. Charles, Missouri, Division Two school, uh, one of the the biggest names to come out of our school as of late is uh, Pierre Desir, who was a fourth-round draft pick a couple years ago. Uh, he played for us. I actually played uh, with him. Um, but as far as the season, we've had losing records the past uh, three years. Finished this year three and eight. Um, but I, I transferred to Lindenwood out of uh University of Northern Iowa and uh Arizona Western Junior College. Um, played my, my final season there this year. Um didn't go quite as I had turned. I I was looking to have a big year this year and I started off well. First game against Washburn getting um two sacks, a forced fumble, um six tackles and three TFLs. Uh, but the very next game, we played uh, Pitt State, and uh, our safety took a, a bad angle, and I dove into my knee and ended up tearing my MCL. Yikes. Caused me a fist, uh, yeah, most of the rest of the season. 
Uh, when I did come back, I just wasn't really able to play on it like I wanted to. Uh, but it's fully healed now. Um, uh, last year, year four this year, though, I had a, a pretty decent year. Ended up top ten in the conference and tackles for a loss and sacks. I uh, was named our team's uh, defensive uh, big man of the year. Um, led the team in sacks and tackles for loss uh, and got honorable mention. Uh, so I've had a, a solid career at, at Lindenwood. No, you definitely have had a solid career, and it all culminated a couple of weeks ago playing in the Dream Bowl, which we're going to harp on later because you definitely made an impact on that uh, on that game last month. We're going to talk about that later in the pod. Um, you mentioned this season, you know, for you guys who didn't go as planned, three and eight. You know, you you know tore your MCL, and, you know, it didn't go the way you planned. But um, before the season, you know, what were the goals that you and Alliance had as a team and what you had individually coming into the season before, you know, you guys went 3-8 and and before you suffered that injury? Um, Well, our motto, you know, is kind of is – well, actually our team motto is BTO, which stands for Beat the Odds. Uh, So uh, a lot of people had us, you know, finishing in the bottom of the conference, but – uh, I was uh, coming to the season. I was really confident in, uh, in the team and the players we had brought in. We had brought in uh, another player who played in the Dream Bowl, Jesse Scroggins, uh, USC and, and U of A transfer uh, quarterback. Um, and that was that was really big for us because we had a freshman at quarterback last year who, who showed potential, but. Uh, he was just young and a lot of turnovers. Um, but uh, I think we all at Lindenwood had a, the R.I. on the big prize. And individually, uh, I was looking to break the MIAA sack record. I did a, a lot of different and new training uh, all throughout the summer and spring. And uh, I felt real confident in and the things that I gained and, and my knowledge of the game. Um, so, yeah, those are big. And I definitely wanted to win conference, defensive conference player of the year. Um, but, unfortunately, I didn't pan out the way I planned. Yeah, and and and, and it was and it's all and it's good to have those types of goals because, like you say, if for your team, you know, it's always about winning the conference. You had you come in with a with a guy in Jesse Scroggins who played in the Dream Bowl and who have the pedigree of playing at USC and and a, and a U of A and coming into the coming into the team and you know you guys are loaded on defense and on offense and you just had a big year in 2014 all, uh, honorable mention all. MIAA coming off of like a ten and a half TFLs and five sacks definitely you know you wanted to y'all wanted to come in and you know really you know make a point to the MIAA like hey you we're we we are for real and we got a point to prove but yeah let's but let's go back a little bit you mentioned it earlier in, a couple minutes ago in the podcast let's go back to like you said you started your career out at Northern Iowa and then you went to uh, went to went to the the, the JUCO route, which was Arizona Western uh, CC. 
Um, many guys, you know, a lot of a lot of guys take the juke around and some do, some don't. But a lot of guys, you know, that I've spoken to said they definitely learned a lot of, learned a lot playing at the JUCO level about themselves and about the game of football. What did you take away playing at uh at Arizona Western uh C State as a player and also about yourself? Um, yeah. The junior college was it was a humbling experience, and I, I did learn a lot. Um, coming out of high school, uh, like I said, I went to Northern Iowa. Uh, I had a lot of uh, schools looking at me, and uh, it still ended up playing Division One. When I got to junior college, there was, there was a lot of Division One transfers, and uh, some could play and some couldn't. And that was kind of when I realized it, it really felt like a like an NFL training camp with uh, mm-hmm. the way things are going. Cause there's so many people at uh, different positions. Um, I know I had started because I wanted to go back to tight end when I went there. And uh, the the competition was uh, E.J. Bibbs, who ended up going to Iowa State and now plays for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, then Cameron Clear, who ended up going to Texas A&M and then uh, play for the Steelers for a little bit this year, and it was like that at almost uh, every position. So I really learned to to compete um, and uh, against people at a, at a high level, and uh, it also learning a new defense uh, on the spot. Uh, that was a new thing for me, and uh, I, I believe I adapted that pretty pretty well. And the different style of coaching, and and you don't get um, you don't get that that status anymore as far as oh you know you play um, Division One football or you're a star you're just a basically a regular student at junior college, uh, right? No matter how good your team is, so it was uh it was an experience that I think uh, helped me grow and uh, kind of taught me to to push how to push through. Uh, tough situations, uh, but I was one of the lucky ones who, who made it out. No, you're, you're definitely right about that. And you mentioned, I didn't know it was that that much competition at the tight end position. I mean, you definitely do got yeah. the size to, uh, to play the tight end at 6'4", 266. But I didn't know it was that uh, much competition. Like you said, DJ Bibbs went on to Iowa State, NFL, Camlin mm-hmm. Clear. Was that Tech Randy Oh really? Oh wow! Wow! <laughs> this was a star. Yeah. This was a star-studded uh, GC that nobody was talking about. <laughs> yeah, we were we were loaded. Yeah, definitely. And Cameron Clear, I think he had a workout with a couple of teams this year. I know the Eagles are one of them. And I think he just got selected in the Major League Football draft. So pretty loaded mm-hmm. team. And Randy Gregory, second round in the NFL draft in the last year's NFL draft. So. Not bad, not bad at all. Coming from a loaded team, and, and you definitely showed your worth and made your worth. Like you said, you learned how to push through, and you know that definitely paid off this year as you played. Got the chance to play in the Dream Bowl. Now, when we look at your game, you know I had the chance to look at your uh, your huddle film from your 2014 season, and I was I was blown away by what I saw playing. You was a pretty much a four three defensive end, and what I saw was some pretty good defensive uh, defensive end moves. You got good size, a quick first step. I, I think there was one play where you just put like a like a swim move on an offensive lineman and just blew right past them. Um, who do you try to 
who do you try to model your game after as a defensive end? Because, I mean, there's just so many good defensive ends in the NFL these days and the ones that not in the NFL no more. No more. Who do you try to model your game after? Uh, yeah, I think early on, uh, especially in 2014, I, uh, I've i always looked at, at Alden Smith. I really liked mm-hmm. his game. Um, just kind of another a long guy because I'm pretty long myself. So I like to uh, use my length and, and quickness to to beat the O-line because those guys are heavy. <laughs> so try to get them off me as quick as possible. Um, but uh, as of late, I, I felt coming into my senior season, I needed to to get a little bit bigger. And, and now I I try to make my game a little bit more off of uh, Cameron Jordan. Playing, like I think I played about 245 my junior year. And this year I played at about 265, 270. So can't go wrong. Can't go wrong with those two guys. First, you Alden Smith played at the University of Missouri. San Francisco was a stud. Again, where was at Oakland this year and put up put up was putting up pretty good numbers in that defense. And then Cameron Jordan, like you said, the guy's been a pretty much a stalwart stalwart on that defensive line, causing havoc for the uh, calling havoc in the NFC South. So you can't go wrong with those two guys right there. We're here on the TSL podcast with 2016 NFL draft prospect Skylar Suggs from Lindenwood University. And when we back to looking at your game, what would you say is your biggest strength as a defensive end? Say is that one weakness that you say, well, right now it's a weakness, but if I keep on working on it, that weakness is going to eventually become one of my bigger strengths. Mhm. I would say my my length is probably my biggest asset that uh, I'm able to use um in my my pass rushing ability and just kind of ability to make make plays with uh my first step. So uh, with my length it really helps a lot with my my uh, pass rush whenever I uh we call it the long arm at <clears throat> Lindenwood so whenever I beat him off the edge, but he's still close enough that he can get his hands on me, I just kind of extend that inside arm so he can't so he can't touch me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a new move I've been working on, and I think that's definitely probably my biggest strength is my my length. And as far as things I could work on, I think the biggest thing with me is just my my eye discipline. Uh, Staying true to reading my keys, uh, I tend sometimes to get a little excited when I get out there and try to make you know all the plays. But uh, if I just and something I'm still working on, focus on just reading, reading my key, reading the offensive lineman, uh, I think that'll really help with keeping my pad level down and, and just the little things. Definitely something that, you know, like I said, odd discipline, you know, something that you got to work on. But that's not not so bad, especially since you want to make all the plays. We always want – it's always good to have a guy that wants to make the plays and, 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 and you know, make the, make the tackles. That's another thing I saw on the film. You you have a very high motor uh, when I watch the game tape. You have a nose for the football. You're going to chase down the quarterback or the running back across the field if you got to. So any team that want a guy like that, like you, would definitely be uh, happy to have him on their squad. Um, 
let's talk about going back to this season. You, you like you said, you tore your, your, M, your MCL, excuse me, and you pretty much missed majority of the season. And then you get, you get invited to the Dream Bowl and you get to experience that for a few days and playing the game. We all we all saw you on TV give, give the dab. We all, saw, we all saw you give the dab on TV. <laughs> Shout out to Cam! Shout out to Cam Newton for that one. <laughs> but uh, yep, yep. talk about that. Talk about that experience playing in the Dream Bowl for those four days, being down there with those guys, and being around you know NFL scouts and some CFL scouts. Just talk about that experience for you because you did have a pretty good game as well. Had about uh, one and a half. Had one and a half tackle. No, had two. Had two and a half tackles, one sack, and one and a half QB hits. So uh, talk or just talk about that whole experience. Uh, yeah, first off, I, I just want to thank uh, the Dream Bowl organization and Neil Malone. Malone, sorry if I messed up his name. But I just want to thank <laughs> okay. those guys for, yeah, for inviting me. Uh, I accepted my film, uh, I think, before our first game in the summer. And uh, they invited me pretty early. Uh, so despite me missing my season, it was it was big for me to be able to go out and, and play again and, and show that my knee was healthy. Uh, mm-hmm. But it, it was a it was a great experience. It was so much fun. Um, I got to room with my former teammate Jesse Scroggins and uh, talked to him about the process. And, uh, and they just you know they were there for us the whole time. Got us good food. Um, it was a beautiful location. Uh, I just, yeah, I love my experience there, and uh, the game, game went well. I was able to uh, play in front of NFL scouts uh, and play in front of play against uh, some of the top talent uh, in small school, small school uh, players this year. Right, uh, I had some great teammates. Uh, I I feel like we had the best defensive line as far as Tanner. Agan and Miles Grooms, uh, so I I think we were we were we were prepared for the game too. Wish we could have won. <laughs> yeah, always like always like to get those wins in an All Star game, so you can always have that little notch on your belt. Be like, yeah, we have some teammates with those dudes. Like, yeah, we uh we got that All Star game win from you guys. But it sounds like a great experience. Like you said, you can't go wrong with Virginia Beach, first of all. You can't go wrong with Virginia Beach, uh, especially in January. I mean, it ain't Florida, mm-hmm. but you can't go, can't, go, you can't go wrong. can't go wrong with that. And then, like you said, playing on that defensive defensive line with Tanner Egan, who was just in Miles Groom, both, both of those guys with, like you, just monsters on that defensive line, yeah, just talented. And like you said, being able to play, with guys that you know, like you guys, obviously play competition, play you know some of the top competition in in, in D two football, you know, especially in MIAA. There's some talent, but I know for you it had to probably it had to you know feel good to be out there, especially as you said coming off that injury, but also you know testing yourself against you know the, the other schools that you know that you that you guys might have never even played before over your career there. Like oh, playing this guy that went to school and the East Coast or the West Coast, you know, that I probably, we will probably never schedule them, but I get to play against them. Yeah, that was uh, yeah, that was cool. And it was it felt great that uh, I had uh, been rehabbing my knee and I was I was real confident in it. And I, I played, uh, I was able to play my regular game. 
and I was real excited about that. Um, so definitely. So glad to hear that event went well. I had somebody. Uh, I've been hearing the same thing from a lot of other players that they enjoyed their time down there at Dream Bowl, and it's a great opportunity for small school guys. And hopefully, it just keeps on getting game, just keeps on getting bigger and better. And being on TV and having the game being broadcast, I know that definitely had to be a joy for not only for the players, but you know, for your friends and family to be able to check you out, definitely had to be very exciting to see you to see you play in an All Star game. Uh, this is a question that a lot of people always like me to ask or any of our draft prospects when they come on, and that is, uh, what is your motivation when it comes to the when it comes to the game of football? What was the motivation that kept you going as you were, you know, coming back from your injury after you tearing MCL, or you know, and now you're you're no training for you know for the next level? You know, what is what keeps you you know going? What's your motivation? Uh, yeah. Um... My motivation is kind of uh, my family and, and the people I've, I've looked up to. My older brother, uh, he went through a, a similar process. He had played basketball at uh, Washington and Seattle, and uh, he now plays professional basketball. And uh, the D League plays for the Raptors 905 Raptors affiliate okay. team. And uh, oh, okay. just yep, watching him. Watching him work and the, the way that he he went about his business, I and mean, he was really grinding, and and that just kind of set the example for me. And, and seeing what what he's done has really just inspired me uh, to just have those aspirations uh, with the the ability that God's given me. I I just feel like I need to to use it to its full ex, fullest extent, and uh, I believe that's playing at the top level in the NFL. I have no doubt I can compete uh, and be productive. Uh, so just kind of, yeah, basically my family uh, has just encouraged me throughout the whole process. And, and uh, I think this is what I want to do. It just drives me. Right. No, I definitely hear you, and I definitely agree with you on that. Family always, you know, keeps us grounded, but also motivates and encourages us to do at the same time to follow your dreams. And like you said, Scott, you know, is having a a pretty good season on Raptors 905. I'm a big, I'm a big fan and big watcher of you know of D League basketball, so I have checked him out in Raptors 905. Pretty good team, pretty good team. So okay. You know, I, I see, I see the athletics. I see the athletic being, you know, runs really good in Suggs family. You know, I, I, who would win in basketball? Though? <laughs> who would win in basketball? It was Scott win or would you win? Let's, you know, let's just, I get this on the record. Who will win <laughs> in the game of one on one? I'm afraid uh, Scott, Scott's getting me on that one. I think I might have beat him, beat him once in all my times playing him, and he gave me like an eight point lead. So, <laughs> He's uh he's a pro, so he he can do his thing out there. But in football, you got him by a mile. We just know oh, that yeah. you no, got him no, in football. No, no contest, no contest. <laughs> <laughs> got a couple more questions here for you, uh, Skyler. I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Um, how did it feel when you see you mentioned him in the beginning of the show, uh, Pierre Desir, seeing him being in playing in the NFL? Uh, with the Cleveland Browns, you know, how does that how does that make you feel knowing that you know that guys from Lindenwood, you know, can get that opportunity and play at the next level? 
Hey, you know, it feels good. I, I'm really uh, happy and proud of Pierre. Uh, that's a guy who put in a lot of work uh, to to get there. And he just kind of gave us all the stepping stone and showed, hey, you know, these guys from Lindenwood can play. And we got we got a lot of uh, great players. I think the the next draft prospect coming out of Lindenwood is going to be our linebacker, Connor Harris, uh, who's a monster, broke the MIAA uh, tackle, career tackle record already, and he still has another season left. Um, but I think that uh, I think that's great. And I know a couple of different guys who played in the NFL from from where I've been. David Johnson from Northern Iowa, mm-hmm. LJ Sport uh, from Northern Iowa, and obviously Randy Gregory from Arizona Western. DJ and Cam Clear, just you know, I was just seeing a lot of guys go, and I see what what they've done to make it there, and uh, I think I I have a good feel of what to do, and I feel like I'm I'm taking the same steps. Definitely can't go wrong, like you said, the guys that came from Northern Iowa, and the biggest guy, as you said, on there was David Johnson, third round pick by the Cardinals. It caught everybody off guard, saying, "Who is this guy?" from Northern Iowa in the third round that's going to the Cardinals. And he blows up on the scene. First game of the season blows up. And he finished, I think, with like 11 touchdowns the end of regular season. Something like that. Had a tremendous rookie season. So, like you said, just seeing those guys following their steps and, and following their steps at the NFL, you definitely you got the right mindset following those following those guys. Um Second to last question, I know I'm, I just got to add this one in. <laughs> uh, what's the next? What's the next? What's the next step for you uh, in the in the process? Because now we got this regular season over, the Dream Bowl is over. What is next for you coming up in your journey to uh, to the NFL? Any pro days coming up? Combines, regional combines, anything of that nature coming up for you? Uh, yep, I I scheduled uh, pro day. I'm going to do it at Missouri Western. That's kind of a thing where the, the whole MIAA conference is going to hold hold the pro day there. Uh, mm-hmm. and there's going to be some good guys there. Michael Jordan uh, from Missouri Western is probably the biggest name. Uh, and I'm also working on uh, finding an agent. So I'm in that process right now. It's, it can be frustrating, but. Yeah, uh, you know I'm getting good advice from my brother and my coaches. Um, my coach Brian Schaefer, who actually played uh, five, six years in the league, uh, he's really helped me a lot through this whole process. So, yeah, definitely can't go wrong with that. Uh, like you said, pro day at Missouri Western. Like you said, Michael Jordan, he's kind of blown up on the seat as one of the one of the one of the best D two. Uh, the two cornerbacks. I think he played in the Shrine game not too long ago. My guy, uh, Chris Shanifel, from the, the NFL Draft Live on the CS podcast, caught him in action uh, this year. Uh, now, I mean, a couple weeks ago at the Shrine game, so great to see you on your pro day there. Definitely going to show out. And like you said, the aging process, yeah, it's very grueling. I have to believe it's for y'all. It's kind of, like you said, frustrating because you don't know where you want to go, who you want to go with. That's why you say you got family members and coaches that lead you into the right direction. And the last question I got for you, Skylar, is if I was an NFL GM or if an NFL GM, CFL GM was listening to this podcast right now and you had to tell me or them why they should select you, what would you say? 
I would tell them that uh, I'm a I'm a guy who works hard, who uh, who's gonna come to play, and he's gonna compete. He's uh, a guy who's looking to be, you know, one of the best. Uh, playing at a small school, I know a lot of people haven't heard of me, but I just need one person to hear about me, and I uh, make sure you won't regret it. I'm a guy who's who's not a distraction. Uh, besides maybe holding some team Bible studies. Um, but uh, I'm, the, I'm the guy you want on your team. And if any of you are listening to that, I would have to have a Skylar Suggs on my team. I'm just saying. I, I would like to have a guy like you on my team, especially as a uh, defense, especially on my defensive line. I can get the job done. The, the, the stats back it up. The, the film backs it up. And, you know, I'm definitely pulling for you in your journey, and I'm glad that we had a chance to have you on the podcast today. I uh, can't wait to see where your journey ends up for you. I hope you have – we're going to – I hope to hear you have a good time and good numbers and stuff at your pro day at Missouri Western. But before we go, uh, do you have any more uh, – do you have anything else to say to our uh, listeners out there that will be checking this podcast out? Um. Hey, just thank you for having me on the show. Uh, I had a fun. Uh, you had some great, <clears throat> some great questions for me, uh, and yeah, uh, hopefully it all turns out. So thank you again. I will definitely appreciate you having have, having you on, and that's going to wrap up the Total Sports Live podcast. Everybody, for me and Skyler, everybody have a fantastic day out, a fantastic rest of your day, and we'll talk to you guys very soon. Everybody have a good day.